Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report. It is Thursday, August 18th, day 17, the final day of Chiefs training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. That means I need to welcome in the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. His mother calls him Peter, but we call him Big Swain. Big Swain, <laughs> what's happening? Final day in St. Joe. I think you're you're one of a few people who call me that, so so thank you for that nickname, Steve. I I'm happy to be be wrapping up St. Joe up here. It was a light practice, 10, 10, 10. So not a not a ton to take away from this particular look, but I think we learned a lot over the, the course of the last month. So I do want to mention on the Chiefs injury notes, uh, there was no Chris Jones today. No McCole Hardman, uh, but it was reported this morning that Hardman is dealing with a groin injury, but it's not believed to be serious. Juju Smith-Schuster, Blake Bell, and Jarek McKinnon also out. Uh, Andy Reid did add that Juju Smith-Schuster likely not playing in Saturday's preseason game against Washington, but he did not rule out Chris Jones and McCole Hardman. Uh, I don't know how you view that, Pete, but I would be absolutely shocked if we saw either of those guys play on Saturday. Yeah, and Blake Bell included in that. I. I don't think if there's any question, I mean, it, these guys can be 99% healthy in my, my opinion that you, you play them, right? This, these games are meaningless. These games don't matter. And so to me, I, I think if you're trying to make a call and you have a, a judgment call to make, just, just hold them out. And I, I do think you see that. I think they're doing that with Juju already. Uh, I would like to see them probably do that with wide receiver, McCole Hardman and Chris Jones, just as a precaution. And then, I mean, reality is you've got a game, you know, a couple of days later on Thursday. So even if they don't play on Saturday, you can still get those reps in and give them a little bit more time to rest. Yeah. It's just preseason game number one. And, you know, next week they still have that final preseason game against the green Bay Packers on Thursday. And they're back to the arrowhead pride facility or the, the arrowhead pride facility, the back to the arrowhead training facility. And right. You I know. think people would prefer that over GEHA, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I think I agree with you on that one. But you know, going back to the team facilities, it's it's easier to take care of guys. You're not in the dorms up in St. Joseph, Missouri. It's easier to manage things. So I would have to imagine we do not see them in Saturday's contest. But we're wrapping up training camp. And I, I think this was a really big training camp for this Kansas City Chiefs team that and we had a lot of questions going into training camp as to, you know, the turnover on the roster, all these young playmakers that we were hoping to see and come away thinking like, okay, we're confident after the chiefs trade away a guy like Tyree kill and they bring in a young playmaker like sky Moore, and then the veteran wide receivers. But what's your biggest takeaway from training camp, Pete? I think the, the biggest thing that I was looking at and really everybody were, were looking at, when you entered this camp was how is this team going to look even going against each other each and every day without Tyreek Hill. He was such a, a big part of what the chiefs have done over the past few years, part of the championship team, part of the, the team that has gone to all these AFC title games in a row and, and won two of them. And I just, I just feel like it was all positive. That was my question to, to Patrick Mahomes at, at the end of this today uh, was you know, what did you really learn about this new unit? And essentially it was, and I'm paraphrasing, look, we can we can win with these guys and we're going to come at you from a lot of different angles. There's versatile receivers, there's taller receivers, there's bigger targets. And so beyond Travis Kelsey, you don't have one guy anymore. You have four or five guys. And I, I even think you see that on a day like today where Juju Smith-Schuster is out and Marquez Valdez-Scantling had one of his better 
days catching the football of camp to wrap it up. And I, I thought Justin Watson looked good. Sky Moore looked good. And so, look, you're you're not just a two-pass catcher offense anymore. And I, I also think the Chiefs will run the football more. So you're just very multiple, and I think that plays into the strength of what this new Chiefs offense is going to be. Yeah, we've talked a ton about it this offseason, and I think we got a small glimpse of it in the first preseason game against the Chicago Bears that – you know, this offense is going to look different this season, but Patrick Mahomes, you know, completing six passes in that game and hitting six different receivers, I, I think we're going to see a lot of that. And in training camp, we saw that depth that I, I think they were really lacking last year. You know, we were joking around about it in the Arrowhead Pride chat that, you know, Demarcus Robinson got cut by the Raiders and it's like, how long is it going to be until DeMarcus is back here in Kansas city? But I don't think they need a player like DeMarcus Robinson anymore because I'm pretty confident in the depth that they have in that wide receiver room. Yeah. And, and we, we think that six receivers are going to make it the back end for me right now is still Watson and fountain, but you could keep Corey Coleman around. You could keep Josh Gordon around too. We haven't had the best camps, but they've had good enough camps to maybe have them stick. There are some other receivers I, I think in that mix and, you, know, you you put Demarcus Robinson up against these guys. Like I, I'll tell you, I think Corey Coleman. It seems strange to say would at this stage be a better option than Demarcus Robinson. We just know what Demarcus Robinson is, and the, the Chiefs are deep at receiver. And I don't think they need to to look back and and bring him aboard. I I think they're pretty deep there. And and even when it comes to some of these practice squad options, if you do have guys that get hurt on the fifty three man roster. So we talked about some of your biggest surprises, but was there anybody that you came away from training camp feeling a little disappointed by? Like, you know, as we were heading into camp, this was somebody that maybe that we were hyping up or expecting to have a big part on this football team and coming out of training camp. We're like, I don't know if this guy's actually even going to make the roster now. Well, I, I think on the offensive side, the ones that really jump out are Darian Kennard, who on draft weekend we thought was the starting right tackle of this football team. And I'm not sure he makes it at this stage. And I think Ronald Jones is another one who we thought would have a clear cut role. I know when the chiefs acquired Ronald Jones, people were thinking, well, he's going to be maybe the, the, the three down back or the early down back. And maybe Clyde becomes the pass catcher and Clyde got all the first touches whenever the first team offense was out. And Ronald Jones continued to get buried further and further down the depth chart as camp went along. And so, to me, those two guys jump out. He talk about the defensive side of the football, DeAndre Baker and Lonnie Johnson are no longer here. I think a lot of people thought that they could crack the roster when, when camp began. I, I've also been a little bit disappointed with Jermaine Carter. It seems like Elijah Lee is, is shooing for that third linebacker position. And this is a guy who started 17 games for the Panthers last year that never really – came into his zone with the first team here up, up at training camp. So a few disappointments, but I, I think on the other side of that, you have some surprises as well, like that we didn't even mention. So there's, there's always a flip to it. Like Noah Gray, for example, that Matt Pat mentioned that they had a really, really nice camp. And I, I think there's some other stories like that as well. We've talked a ton about this linebacker group and how, how good they look in training camp. And then we heard from linebacker Nick Bolton today and I liked a lot of what he had to say, and Nick Bolton, I, I think, has gotten – there's a, a more of a confidence, I think, this year compared to his rookie season where he's calling the plays, and it seems like he's confident in that role, and it seems like Spags is really confident in that role. How, how are we feeling uh, about this linebacker group that me and you have such high hopes for? Yeah, I, I think 
in previous years, there's a little bit of uncertainty, right? Because you had Bolton in here and Anthony Hitchens clearly was getting a little bit older, I think, than you would want it at that position. And now you have these young guns who, and you mentioned it, you can feel it. And it's true. It's like they're just so confident in each other and themselves at this point. Bolton and Gay, when they first got to the Chiefs, they were a little bit lost. And you've really seen them come into their own. And I think it's going to be such a strength for that defense. And when you have a little bit of a questionable defensive line because you got some new faces, uh, some older faces, I, I think that makes you feel better when you, that second level is so strong. And then, you know, as you work your way back to the defensive back room, I, I just think there's so much confidence also, too, in Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. And Lejarius Sneed is spearheading this, this youth movement with Rashad Fenton in the cornerback room. And, and even though there are some younger faces at, at those positions, I, ju- I just think they're ready to be pros. And it's going to be a defense that I think may rival the offense for being what would be like a strength of this team. Crazy to say when Patrick Mahomes plays on the other side, but I, I maybe I'm unnecessarily confident just considering how slow the Chiefs sometimes start defensively, but I, I feel really good about that unit as well. And it was sort of a theme in the press conferences today. If you go back to from the podium and, and listen, that one of the questions was, and how competitive was this camp? And there were days the offense won. There were days the defense won. In previous camps, we've just seen the offense dominate. So that's exactly what you want. So I, I feel pretty good about this being a complete team, one that will have another opportunity to go to another AFC title game, and then you see what happens. And Patrick Mahomes was asked today who he thought was the most impressive throughout training camp. And without hesitation, he said, Chris Jones, Chris Jones has just been dominant all training camp. Like, is there something to that? Like, is there another level here where Chris Jones is, in my opinion, the best defensive player that the chiefs have, like, are we ready for him to take it to another level this season? Well, I think he feels that in himself, right? You don't really have Tyron Matthew anymore, who I think a lot of people would have regarded as the, the, the chief's best defensive player. And I, I think that Chris Jones, he was hampered by that wrist injury last year and, and still was able to rip off nine sacks. I think he has high hopes to, to have even more than that. And I think if you have defensive ends that can play and man, I've seen some good things from, from George Karloftis. I've seen some good things from skinny Frank Clark and Mike Dana and you wonder what Carlos Dunlap is going to bring to the table. Now you have Chris Jones. And, like, let's say you put Chris Jones next to Danny Shelton, who's the biggest human I've ever seen. And you have to have two offensive linemen devoting attention to Danny Shelton just because he's a mess. And then all of a sudden Chris Jones is one-on-one inside, right? And then you have Carlos Carlos coming around the other side. I, I really think this, this pass rush has some promise to it, and I think that's exciting. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see these guys get in a full full game of action, but we know they're not going to get that on Saturday, but we should see the starters with a little bit more playing time, and we'll see if Chris Jones actually winds up playing. I don't think he should, but uh, what are some of the biggest things that you'll be looking for in Saturday's contest against the Washington Commanders? Well, it's a health thing, right? I mean, even if these guys aren't playing, we'll be in the stadium, so I'll, I'll be able to sort of evaluate where guys are at as they're warming up. You know, even if they're not going to play in the game, we'll, we'll kind of get to see, well, what's Juju doing? What's Chris Jones doing? So and so far and so forth. I think health is, is always the number one priority in a preseason game. And then I think, okay, if Juju's not playing, which we already kind of know, who steps up? Because injuries happen during the regular season, right? So who's next in pecking or based upon today's luck? It might be MBS getting a few more passes with that first team. I think Justin Watson's is a real dark horse player for the Chiefs who in this role, because Juju's going to be out on on Saturday, could earn more looks like in a regular season setting, right? We've been talking about Watson since the offseason. 
He's only delivered here in his limited opportunities at camp. But reasonably speaking, along with Sky Moore, he's going to see more opportunities with Juju sidelined. And so I, I wonder what, what they do. And of course, uh, in my personal favorite player that I've seen really, I think, grow into his own quickly here is Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, and I feel like a lot of Chiefs fans feel like like I'm feeling right now. It's like, what's the what's the limit for this kid? And I think just seeing him maybe a little bit more with that first team offense is intriguing to me. Yeah, we'll have all the news and notes uh, for you guys at arrowheadpride.com uh, on Saturday during the Chiefs preseason game. And you can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. If you want to listen to the press conferences in their entirety, you can do so. That's available for you now at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network on From the Podium. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And training camp is officially a wrap, but we've still got plenty for you here at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network show and BK coming out on Friday afternoon. And we will talk to you immediately following Saturday's preseason contest on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. We'll talk to you guys then. Thank mm-hmm. you.